on today's show, Lisa Wilcox, star of A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4, The Dream Master, and A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 5, The Dream Child, joins the show only on TJTV, on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor.fm, and much more. Hope everyone enjoys this. Yeah. 
Hey yo! What is poppin', everybody? Welcome to the TJTV podcast, only on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. It's a great song, Tuesday night. Goes right into our actually wonderful interview that we're gonna have. It's a good song, listen. What is poppin', everybody? Welcome to the TJTV Podcast, only on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and much more. We have a lot of things to get to today. By the way, I am back from vacation, and before we get on with the vacation stories and what happened over my vacation, my guest, Lisa Wilcox, is joining the program today, and this has been one interview I've been so excited for. Like, it is unreal. Like, you know, seven years I started the show, never knowing, I never would have thought in my entire life I would have had a famous actress on my show. Oh, look, she popped up on my Zoom. All right, so we're actually going to get on with more of stories soon, but uh, Lisa just popped up on my Zoom, and we are going to do her interview. All right, let's just press... Um all right, we're going to press upset, accept. All right, here she is. All right, I'm here with Lisa Wilcox, who was starred as Alice Johnson in A Night Around Elm Street, The Dream Master, and A Night Around Elm Street, The Dream Child. She also has a new series on Tubi that's coming out. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, very excited. This series is called Barbie Rehab. And it stars uh, Tom Sizemore and Bay Ling. And uh, it's a totally like raunchy, crazy train wreck that you can't help but watch kind of thing. <laughs> really, really fun comedy. Now, are you into raunchy stuff like that? Um, am I into it? I will. Hey, I like to laugh. Okay. So <laughs> um, it's one of those shows where you kind of go. Oh my God, I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> so I guess I am. I mean, my favorite comedy is probably, uh, uh, what is it? Waterboy. Okay. That's a good one. Now yeah. walk me through this real quick. What got you into acting? I know your first debut movie was Give Me an F in the 80s, but what got you into acting? What got you into getting in, getting onto a Nightmare on Elm Street? How did that all come about? Well, acting was act, just seriously like a total accident. Um, <clears throat> my, I was really a very shy kid, read books, totally whimsical fantasy. And um, I'm from Missouri and auditioned for a play in high school. It was ninth grade, MASH. You know the TV show MASH? Yeah. Um, it actually was a um, so anyway, I got a, a small role, Ms. Randazzle, and I play like a secretary or, you know, back then that's what we called ourselves secretaries with, you know, stiletto heels and the pencil skirt. And I sit on the desk of my boss and it was a comedy scene done in front of the curtain while they're changing sets, uh, big set change in the back behind the curtain. And um, <clears throat> so it's opening night, there's about 400 people in the auditorium and I'm walking out and 
uh, I don't know if you know what footlights are, but there are these lights that are set on the floor of a stage and they can be up working and functioning or they can be flat and locked, right? And just right. look like the floor. <clears throat> so anyway, that's where I have to walk and one of the footlights <laughs> wasn't locked. So literally I walk and then it opens as I step on it and I'm center stage and I'm literally trapped in my high heel, my pencil and center pad go flying. Audience is there. They start laughing. They think it's part of this part of the scene, but I'm literally like my shoe, my high heel is this strappy thing that's dangling off my ankle and I'm trapped anyway behind. And so the guy who plays my boss, you know, he starts improving. He says like, Oh, you had a little too much to drink there, Ms. Randazzle. <laughs> That's kind of thing. Eventually, the audience realized that something was amiss, and backstage, they realized something was happening. So the guy who played Hawkeye sticks his head out, who actually happened to be my boyfriend, quarterback of the football team. <laughs> anyway, helps me to get unstrapped out of the footlight that my half my leg is in and then proceed to finish the scene. <laughs> so that was my introduction to acting. Uh, shortly thereafter, my father was offered a great job in Newport Beach, California. And so transplanted family to Irvine, California. And I wanted to be a doctor, actually. That was my intention. And then in California, a friend at school said, hell, I'm going to this audition at Buddy Epson's Theater. And Newport Beach you want to come with me I'm like oh sure so I go and I'm just sitting there in the theater and the auditions and my shoulder gets tapped not once not twice three times by the producer of this play that he was auditioning for sorry that squeaky sound is my dog when I get on the phone he starts squeaking his child <laughs> anyway so anyway she's asking me audition I'm like oh no no I'm here with my friend anyway long story short I do audition, I get the lead role of, uh, in Lanford Wilson's play, The Hot Owl Baltimore. And from then on, I, I'm doing high school, but I'm doing Woody Waver play after play after play. Ended up going to UCLA, theater degree. And after about a month out of college, and I got an agent and manager by doing theater at UCLA. And I booked a soap opera and there you go. So Nightmare on Elm Street now is an interesting thing because basically I've always been a fan of horror ever since I was little. This was the routine on Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons. And then afternoon was the monkeys show. And then Twilight Zone, Dracula movies, Frankenstein played all these old, old movies. So um, I'd always loved horror. Even UCLA, um, you know, the girls, you know, the first year you had to stay in the dorms and, you know, the gals like rock star posters on their wall or whatever. No, I had Bella Lucy. That was my poster on my wall. So, um, so anyway, so I graduate and I'm, you know, a working actress and whatnot. And my manager said, I've submitted you for Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master. I'm like, oh my God, you're kidding me. I mean, I was a huge fan of Nightmare on Elm Street had the biggest crush on Rodney Easton from Dream Warriors. He played Joey. So anyway, um, and then he says, well, they're not going to see you. Because back then, you know, my headshot, that's how it was done. Your, your resume and your headshot were submitted. And I looked like cheerleader. 
you know, beauty queen girl, got, you know, platinum blonde hair and the 80s makeup and all that. Um, and did not look anything like, you know, what you would picture Alice Johnson to be. But anyway, they, they couldn't find the actress. They auditioned and Annette Benson, who cast Nightmare on Elm Street one through five. She's the one who told me the story is that they auditioned hundreds, hundreds of actresses couldn't find. So they went to the reject pile, which I was in my headshot and finally got a chance to audition and I went in with like no makeup dirty hair I wet my worst color which is pale yellow and I had a call back on a Friday uh and you know Rennie was there Tuesday night who played reprise the role that Patricia Arquette did in Nightmare 3 anyway so Tuesday night was playing Kristen auditioned with her she was already cast she was the first person cast and that Sunday, getting married, huge wedding, 150 people. I was in Hawaii and on my honeymoon and learned that I got the role of Alice Johnson. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so did you know that you were in the reject pile or did that just come up? Like, how did that, how did you figure that out? Well, because my manager said he had submitted me. <clears throat> he said, well, they're to see you they just don't see you as alice john and i was really upset so i knew i was rege already rejected but fortunately i got a second chance i got a chance you know what was it like working with robert england oh my gosh i was so nervous because again i was a huge fan you know so i was incredibly nervous, but he's absolutely i call him he's my uncle robert <laughs> <laughs> you know now um and all this cast particularly nightmare four uh were super tight super tight all the cast members but oh no robert and his wife nancy were friends you know i visited them down where they live in laguna beach and um and many of the cast members of four like toy newkirk who plays sheila the one who dies with the asthma attack she lived with me for about a year. She was in New York for about 10 years. And then she came back to California. And I'm like, oh, live with me. Um, Brooke Lees, the bug, the bug girl, turns into the cockroach. Um, her son and my eldest son are the same age. So we would go bowling and hang out. And, you know, it's a really, and then Tuesday night, of course, we had a business for almost 10 years, Tobrite, it's a wholesale jewelry company. So it's, uh, I feel really fortunate, honestly, to have such, um, cause usually when you do even, you know, theater or TV or a film for two months, you generally never see those people again. You don't stay in touch, you know, but we all did. And this is even before the convention thing was even happening, you know? So. Now. Yeah. Were you ever scared doing the doing those two films? Like, did you ever get like a sense of like this is like really scary, or did you have any panic attacks? Because I know some actors generally do have some sort of like weird attacks when they're doing films like this. Oh heavens, no! I was like, oh my god, this is so fun, and learning how the special effects work and all that. No, no, I had no no fear and at all. I was more fascinated on the making of a movie and the practical effects and. Um, you know, horror, scary stuff, never, I love it. I thrived on it before I was even in the industry. So it's, it's rather ironic, quite frankly, that I ended up 
you know, in this horror world. And it's funny you brought up in the beginning about give me an F. Um, and I, uh, I took a quarter off of college to do that movie. And it was for, uh, it was uh, cheerleading squads, right? right? Well, interesting enough, my squad that I'm in, we were called the demons. Because <laughs> we were the bad girls. We smoked, we wore sexy clothes and stuff like that. So anyway, it's all interesting how it all has kind of been intertwined together, serendipity. Now, with you being in those two movies, Nightmare Part 4 and 5, did that actually, was that a breakthrough in your career acting? Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, I'd only done, I'd done a couple soap operas and I did a show called Heart Castle McCormick, which is a big show back in the 80s. Um, and then Give Me an F and then Nightmare on Elm Street. And, and also because it was such a successful film box office wise. Oh my gosh. We were at like top of the charts for like six weeks. And there were other big movies that came out that summer as well. But um, yeah, it was a big deal. And it definitely did open um, some doors for me, for sure. I feel like the 80s had such, such great movies too. I mean, with the special effects nowadays, like I feel like they're all crap to be honest with the CGI and all that. Personally. Yeah, I mean, you really have to appreciate practical effects rather than CGI because seriously, okay, like Nightmare 4, how are they going to turn this girl into a cockroach? <laughs> how are they going to do this? So they have these meetings and trying to figure it out, you know, how to, how are we going to do this? And uh, it, I mean, just really brilliant brains came together to, to do those effects back in the eighties, you know? So I have a huge appreciation for it. Do you go to conventions often with the cast? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, we, we have been many, many places and we love doing them. Robert loves doing them. Um, we love doing the, the Q and A's and, um, yeah, we have a great time. Plus, you know, as a group, we're really like family. Um, we genuinely really love each other. You know, if one of them needed a kidney, I'd give him a kidney kind of thing, you know? Um, and we just have a great time hanging out together. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, no, definitely. That's how I feel in my industry that I'm in. Um, now, would you, was there any like re, like, was there any like different parts of the script of the movie that we should know about? Like, was there a certain scene that was going to be in there and then now it's not in there anymore? Um, there was just a scene in Nightmare 5 where I'm like sleepwalking and I go down to the refrigerator. I'm in this white cotton nightgown thing open the refrigerator and then blood just pours out of the refrigerator and that scene is missing that <laughs> didn't happen <laughs> and the other part too which which is interesting so again I had this platinum blonde hair <clears throat> and I got the role in for nightmare you know Alice Johnson and they asked me to dye my hair red and I 
I said, well, can we do a rinse? And I should have just done a dye because after you put a rinse on blonde hair, think of throwing red paint on a white wall right. for two, two months. <laughs> it stained my hair. And, but the thing is with the rinse every morning, they had put a rinse in my hair and then blow dry it. So it'd be two blow dryers at my head because it's not like you can towel dry your hair, right? So it's right. sopping wet with this rinse in it. <laughs> oh my God, I will never forget that. So I spent quite a bit of time in the makeup chair, not getting makeup put on because there's like no makeup on me, but getting the hair done. But that's okay because Robert was in the chair a lot longer than I was and we got to chit chat. <laughs> Were you starstruck when you first met him? Yes, of course. I was really, I was very nervous. I was, I was, yeah, really nervous, but he's a really down to earth guy and super smart and just, uh, he knows about anything and everything. Um, I think the other person I was also so star truck, uh, star, starstruck was, uh, Mark Hamill. I did a movie called watchers based on, um, Dean Koontz's novel watchers. And they did four of them. And I did the fourth one. And Mark Hamill was the lead in that. And I'm going to tell you, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, I was so nervous. I was just literally shaking. Well, what was he like? I mean, I hear he's a nice guy, but is it like, is he one of those like actors that's just like, you know, very grumpy and all? Or is he just like a down to earth guy? Oh my gosh, he's so down to earth. It's just he's great. I mean, we would, um, <clears throat> he loves the Simpsons and had like every episode like taped. So he would bring Simpsons episode to set. And so while we're waiting to be called on to set, we'd sit in his trailer and watch Simpson TV shows and whatnot. And then we finished the film and he invited my husband and my two kids over to his house. Uh, he was married and they had three children of their own and swam in the pool and hung out on the patio and kind of a funny story. Um, my youngest son at the time was about three years old and they had a bowl of cherries on the patio table and we're just sitting around hanging out and talking. And I look over and my three-year-old is eating about half a bowl of these cherries <laughs> and he proceeds to vomit <laughs> oh. on the Hamels patio. <laughs> <laughs> And he and Mark was so cool. He was totally fine. He's like, and there's a hose right there. And he's like, oh, no problem. He's, he's hosing my son's vomit off, this <laughs> off the, the table and the floor, you know, the patio. Anyway, pretty funny. So yeah, totally great guy. And his wife is uh, lovely. They met because, you know, he had a horrible accident between the first Star Wars and the second one. Um, where he went flying through a windshield car accident and his uh, and that's how he met his wife though um, because he had to have I mean his face was ripped to pieces and his teeth were ruined and you know I mean out of his mouth so he was getting you know surgeries and getting his getting new teeth and whatnot and she worked in the dental office and that's how they met and got married and then had three children <laughs> It's amazing how people meet too nowadays. Yeah. Like I, I met my wife, we went to high school together, but we didn't, she, we didn't start dating until after. And we met at this, uh, at like some, um, you know, gas station, uh, store. And, you know, I was just like, whoa, I was like, 
this is like really bizarre. Like, and then like, I hear stories. What do you mean? You went in to like buy a diet Coke or something. And she was at the store at the same time. Well, she used to work there and I would get coffee whenever I would like, uh, get super drunk that night. Like the night before I would go in with my (laughs) sunglasses on and walk in and like, just, you know, (laughs) funny. Yeah. but, uh, But you hear stories like this and it's just like, wow. Like you met that person there. Now you guys have been together forever. It's like, it's really bizarre, you know what I mean? It is definitely. How did you meet uh, your husband? Pardon? How did you meet your uh husband? Blind date. Blind date. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're divorced now, but oh. yep, with friends set us up. <laughs> What's your opinion on blind dating? Pardon? What's your opinion on blind dating? Go for it. Why okay. not? What do you have to lose? Interesting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're, and your friends care about you. So, I mean, I've been on, I was on another blind date in high school. That was horrible, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm saying, Hey, the opportunity presents itself. Go for it. Yeah, definitely. Did you ever have a downfall in your acting career? Um, I wouldn't say a downfall, but I want, you know, I got married and I wanted to have children and I wanted to be a mom, mom, you know? So I left acting for a long, long, long time. Once my eldest son was going to start school, it was kind of like, I wanted to be home, you know? So I left acting, oh my gosh, about 15 years. Oh, wow. Believe me, my agents were not happy with me (laughs) because from Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, had, had such popularity and stuff. So, um, but I chose to be a wife and mom for a long, long time. I only just got back into acting in the past. Oh, goodness. Five years. Five years. Yeah. Wow. Now, have you been called back for any future projects for Nightmare or? No, no, we we're all still very puzzled about what happened to Alice and Jacob from Nightmare 5, you know, um, nope, 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 I I mean, I, I used to feel like I never got my death scene in Nightmare on Elm Street, blah, 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 but then a few years ago, I went, wait a minute, Alice lives, so I even had t-shirts made, Alice lives, (laughs) Do you think anybody else could play uh, Freddy Krueger than other than Robert Englund? Oh gosh, you know, yes, I I do. But as we know, the remake and Jackie Earl Haley who played Freddy in the remake, um, and he is a a brilliant actor. I love his work. Um, but it's just that Robert has just so embodied Freddy. You know, the way he moves, the way he talks, his expressions, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rough, but, but even Robert has said, you know, he, he thinks another actor could play, reprise the role of, of Freddie. Right. I think, I feel like he should do maybe one more film and then just kill him off. Just kill that character. Off. <laughs> Once and for all. <laughs> I think it could work. I mean, it would be a good film. Um, two more questions. What was it like during COVID-19? How, how did it affect you when it came to acting and whatnot? Well, 
it, it was, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. In fact, that year I decided, well, I had decided since my kids had grown up and left the house and whatnot that I wanted to move. So I was looking at Nashville. I was looking in Colorado and, uh, ultimately ended up in, um, Las Vegas. So, but it was a very big deal to leave Los Angeles. But the thing is so much of my work, I just need an airport because so many films do not film in Los Angeles, you know, they, and conventions, all that, they're all elsewhere outside of the state of California. But I made the decision to move and I moved in with a friend of mine in Henderson, Las Vegas, just was supposed to be for a month. I had about seven films, seven films, yeah, on the books and conventions and whatnot for that year. And then COVID happened and everything went out the window. Mm, wow. So for about 22, almost two years. Uh, fortunately, some of my agents found ways like to do signings like at outdoor drive-in theaters and that kind of thing, you know? Uh, but it was devastating to lose all that work. Cause again, I had just like basically gotten back into acting and then COVID happened. So yeah, it was a very sad, depressing time. Yeah, definitely. I would imagine. Um, now I did see one film on your page and I don't know. I looked it up. It's called the wet ones, I believe. Okay. That, has that aired yet at all? I don't think so. Yeah, but what I, what is airing though is um, Barbie Rehab on um, Tubi. Okay. And that's May sixth, so you guys got to check it out. It's again hysterical. I mean, I talked about it in the beginning of our interview. Um, there's also a movie called Mystery Spot uh, that I did in Texas. Uh, a role I'm really proud of, and actually, I was nominated for Best Actress at um, oh, wow. uh, the Buffalo Film Festival. Yeah, uh, that one's super cool. And I just did a film called High Tide and just did a film, another film with Tom Sizemore um, called Woods Witch this year. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out. So uh, on what channel, I don't know yet, but um, I try to keep my, my website up to date. Actually, I need to do some updating now that I think about it. Uh, but there's some really cool stuff coming out. Wow, you're a busy gal, it seems. Very, yep, yep. I've already this year, let's see, between January 1st and I figured it out and March 23rd, I was gone. In other words, not home for 45 of those days. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been uh, really busy, but I'm, of course, thrilled that so much work that was postponed and postponed and postponed has has come back so wow definitely yeah well hey thanks for coming on maybe we can have you on zoom one day and then we could uh, go from there yeah definitely keep in touch for sure and uh you know we should do this again like maybe when um barbie rehab comes out and you watch it and we can talk about that yeah i'll definitely take a look at that and that comes out may you said may 4th Sixth. Okay. Yeah. May 6th starring Tom Sizemore and um, Bailing. And I'm, I'm not featured that much in the beginning episodes, but uh, the later episodes, I have a much more significant part and we're going to be filming more episodes this year. 
All right. Sounds perfect. Well, thank you. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Well, thank you. This is great. So keep in touch. Will do. Okay. All All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the TJTV podcast show all day long. There we got TJ and Tori, Bob is snoring on the show. Then we got Tim in England, Ray keeps singing all day long. It's our song, the TJ TV song, the show's day all long. The TJ TV show. In my place in time. Here. In my place in time. And here on my own skin. I can find it again. Hey yo. Let the century pass me by. a great song i love that one of my favorites anyways guys welcome back i want to thank lisa wilcox for coming on the show she was a really great guest and you know maybe she might come on again in the summertime that would be great you know i love returning guests on my show they're one of the favorite one of my favorite things i love having about you know on my show just returning guests by the way we have some things coming up and i want to say i hope everyone enjoys or enjoyed the best of interviews because there were two interviews that were never before heard or never heard on Spotify. It was the Chris Rabb and Joe Franz interview. And whenever I start doing old episodes and start posting replays of my show, I might not post those two episodes just because they are on the interview, the best of interview page, but you never know. But I also had more plans for more interviews and I couldn't, for some reason it was weird. Like I couldn't, um, get like another interview in for some reason I was trying to do three or four interviews for this one week and it was over four hours long and they wouldn't let me post it I was getting really mad that I wasn't allowed to post a four-hour interview it just wasn't wasn't working for me I was really pissed off at it but hey it is what it is anyways yeah we are back from vacation we're going to be back for a couple weeks and then in the summertime we'll take another two we're going to be taking a two-week break for the high a little hiatus and that is because we are going to be doing a seven-year live show and after that it's going to be done for a little bit 
So hopefully everyone enjoys what's to come. So I had a really weird and bizarre vacation. I have to say. And whenever I do a staycation type deal, I always want to make sure like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen. I'm not going to do anything, you know, crazy. And we weren't going to do anything at all. We were literally just planning on staying home and doing nothing. And, you know, I had to come here and do a couple things. I was actually here over the weekend last week. And I just, you know, hung out and did what I had to do here, which was pretty cool. I have to admit, it was a really joy just being off, not doing anything for my show. It really was a joy. But I have to say, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday... It looked like it was going to snow. Like, it was the shittiest Easter I've seen in a while. And usually on Easter, we do a family tradition where we go to hibachis. But this year, we didn't go. And we cooked on the grill. And I forget, what did we even do? I don't even remember. East, like, these holidays have become such a blur to me anymore on Easter. It's just weird. But we went to her, we went to Tori's mom's house. We had a, a barbecue type deal. We watched the movie. I actually watched a couple more episodes of Fresh Prince of or I'm not Fresh Prince uh, of the show Bel Air. And I have to say the show was so good. I really enjoy every second of it. It's just a great, great show that I suggest everybody should watch. To be honest, and you know, it was just one of those things where it was just like you know family time. Uh, my parents went to Florida too, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, they're coming back. I think they're actually either coming back or, or on their way back. I can't remember. Can't remember to be exact. Um, but anyways, yeah. So over the vacation, I was just thinking, all right, I want to do lift. I'm probably not going to post a YouTube video. If I do post a YouTube video, it's probably going to be something stupid. But hey, it is what it is. This is what we're going to do. I drank on Sunday night. Tori and I both drank on Sunday night. And she wasn't feeling good because she went to work. So while she went to work, I was like, all right, I'm going to do lift. She's telling me she doesn't feel good and this, that, and the third. And she said she's going to try to get a day off. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Cool. So... When she tells me, hey, I'm leaving work, can you come pick me up? At this point, I drove some guy that's like 25 minutes away doing lift. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to come. I'm going to race to your job and come grab you so you can go home and go back to sleep because you're not feeling too well. So I was like, all right, fine. That's good. So I go, I start driving. And I'm going to paint a picture for you guys. I'm driving out of the development. And as I'm going straight out of the development, there's a street that's going... Uh, I'm going vertical, just street going horizontal. And I could only turn left or right. And I was going to turn right. So as I pulled out, I was going to turn right and there was a car coming. So I stopped and probably, you know, when I put my foot on the brake, my car kind of inched a little bit forward. There was this old guy and old woman who were driving past me and they slammed on their horn. So I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be a dick and just like wave my hand in the air. I'm not going to beep at them, whatever. So they're going the, they're going the same way I'm going. I turn right. And as soon as I stop at a stoplight, 
the old man and woman that slammed on their horn, rolled down their window, start screaming at me. And I have my window up. I'm on the phone with Tori at this point. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what they're talking about or what they're screaming about. The old man gets out of his car and starts trying to walk up to my window before his wife yells and screams at him. She's like, get in the car, get in the car. He has a gun. And the person behind him is beeping. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, this guy, an old guy really just walked out of his car to either A, try to rip me out of my car or B, scream at me. And the guy had to be like 70 years old. Like, I don't even know what his intention was. I really don't know what his intention was. I honestly think that he was actually trying to do something like dangerous. He was either going to kill me or do something nuts. It's, it was just nuts. Just like, I'd never had that in my entire life. I've had people yell at me from their car window, but I never had somebody physically get out of their car and almost walk up to my car and try to like harm me in any certain way, shape or form. And I'm just thinking like, this guy's really trying to like either a, like beat the shit out of me or B I'm probably going to wind up beating the shit out of him because he's old. Like, and I don't want to fight somebody randomly over something so stupid and minuscule. I mean, okay. I'll admit my car shifted forward a little bit, but it's not like I'm going to go out and, you know, have them hit me. I'm not that type of person. They're from New Jersey, by the way. Those guys were assholes. Like, big assholes in my entire life. I never met people who get so annoyed about little things. I never did. Never did, and I never will. Like, people just get annoyed over the dumbest shit really do and to be honest I don't think people should get mad over dumb things personally it's just annoying some of the shit that we do anymore Tuesday comes along I do so I go get I go home grab Tori and I wind up doing lift the rest of the day make you know whatever I want to make and then do the same thing Tuesday, talk to a few people. And then I pick up this guy doing lift. And he was like, he was like, yo, what up? And I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's just like, yeah, uh, I don't know how to do lift, but I need you to take me to King of Prussia. I'm like, King of Prussia? He was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, where are you going? I got to go to the bank. I'm like, well, how about this? I was like, how about we go to the bank and then you accept me for another ride? It's like, all right, cool, whatever. So at this point, this guy's like talking like mad nonsense. Like, I don't even know what the hell he's saying either. And it's really bizarre. And he's like, yo, you passed the bank. I'm like, dude, you set a destination for somewhere far away, like a different bank. Oh, I guess that's my fault. Yeah, it is your fault. So I drop him off. He's like, you better wait right here. And when people tell me to wait right here, back when I was a kid, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll wait right here because I'm scared. But then I was like, wait a minute, I'm in a car. I was like, this guy can't chase me down. 
So you said he's going to be out in five minutes. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to go. So I drive, and then he accepts. He requests me for a ride again, and I just completely deny it. Just he was just rude and ignorant about the whole thing. And to be brutally honest, I don't even really want to be associated with somebody who's rude and ignorant, just because it's not my type of. It's not my cup of tea. It really isn't. I'm just not a big fan of that. Wednesday was also 420 day. We didn't really do much. Tori and I didn't do a lot. But I watched Dazed and Confused for the first time and in a long time. And actually, I was like, oh, my God. This is a really great movie. Like, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, I forget, like, certain points in movies. Like, when you're a kid, you have to, you don't really watch movies like I do. Or you don't really watch movies and pay attention. Uh, but you actually have to... Like, you actually get a sense of what they're doing in the movie. Like in Karate Kid, when uh, Johnny's in the bathroom, everyone doesn't realize it, but he's actually rolling a joint, which I thought was pretty hilarious. It's, it's really hilarious, to be honest. Oh, man. I will say this, though. There's a lot of great things coming out soon. Oh, and Tori and I started watching Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I got some breaking news. Breaking news. This is Philadelphia announces it's ending. It is ending indoor mask mandate effective immediately. So that's the other thing. We had a mask mandate and now it's ending indoor mask mandate. Wow. Holy shit. See, we just went on to a mask mandate and now we're back off of a mask mandate. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. What is going on? Are we in like... Like it's COVID... So this is what I want to know. For all my friends who follow the COVID... The coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, endemic, whatever it's called. Are we in a pandemic still or is the pandemic over? I really want to know. Is the pandemic over? I don't know if it is. I just really want to know if it's over because I don't know what's going on. We just went on to a mask mandate last week or no, it was a week ago when I did my, uh, before we went on vacation and now it's back off. What is the, what are we doing? And Lyft did the same thing too. Lyft said, Oh, wearing a mask is optional. And so did airlines. Airlines said you don't have to wear a mask on airplanes, which I find was just really odd. Oh, I don't know. It's mass mandate thing is like totally out of control. It really is. I don't know what the hell is going on. Oh, also I made a demo as well. Um, because maybe I'll uh, be able to get on the radio and you know, have a little bit of fun. You know, I would love that. Like to have my own show, like just a weekly show on the radio. Give me a weekly show. I'll talk about everything, politics, and no, I won't talk about politics. I hate politics. I, I really do. Like, it's almost as bad as the one time where I was, where I walked into Wawa and some guy looked at me and was like, oh, you're dressed like a Democrat. Why do, what makes you think that the way you dress validates who you are in a political stance? Like, honestly. What is, 
Who? What gives you the right to think that I'm a Democrat because I wear jeans and a t- and a t-shirt? What is the point? What is the fucking point? Do you like? Do people not understand? This is why politics are ruining the world. People are so politically incorrect nowadays. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and he said, "You could have the facts. You could, or you can know something about. You could have your opinion, but you have to know the facts." You have to have deep, in-detail facts about what you're talking about. So your opinion can matter, but if you don't know the facts, then you shouldn't have an opinion. That's what he basically said. So then Tori and I went out on Thursday night, and basically we had... I had three drinks, three beers, and... She had two Moscow mules, and I actually met up with a kid from high school, which was completely by accident. So, like, if you guys saw my Instagram story on Thursday and the Friday, I met with this kid. We had a couple beers, and, you know, he was telling me, we were talking about high school. He was like, yeah, my 10-year reunion is this year. I'm thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, you're right. Our 10-year reunion, or my 10-year reunion is next year, 2022. Or 23. And I'm just like, geez. Like, we're old. Like, this is bad. Like, it's really bad. It's really crazy. But, yeah, we were talking about that. Then we played. There was a Quizzo day. And we... We're doing music trivia, TV show trivia, which I thought was really awesome. You know, I've never done something like that. It's my first time out in a while. So I might go back next week and do that because that's pretty fun. should be fun. But in any event, yeah, no, whenever we go to the bar, though, we always meet somebody random. And it's usually people we don't know. We just hang out with them. But, you know, we meet. Like, the fact that I met with a kid from high school was just like, whoa. It's awesome. Like, and it's cool seeing, like, what your friends in high school are doing now compared to what they did in high school. Because, you know, if you figured, like, a kid in high school was working at either, like, a pizza place or McDonald's or something like that or Wendy's or even, um, like, a supermarket. But, like, when I was talking to this kid, he was like, yeah, I'm an accountant now. I'm like, oh, wow. And there are a lot of people who really have, like, some great jobs. Like, I really can't wait to see what my 10-year reunion looks like. I mean, everyone's probably going to be like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, yeah, I'm in radio. They're like, what? And that is weird for me. Whenever people ask me what my day job is doing Lyft, I'm like, yeah, I work in radio and I have a podcast. They're like, so you're, like, famous? No, I'm not famous necessarily. I'm just, you know, I'm just TJ, you know? Well, what do you do on the radio? Do you have your own show? No, but I have my own commercials and I play my commercials, you know, so I kind of give myself a little ego boost, which is awesome, but, you know, it is what it is. And then Friday, you know, I took a nap and uh, did lift a little bit. Saturday, did the same thing. Sunday, we went to my summer house for the first time. It was beautiful on Sunday, I have to say. It's really beautiful. But, hey. It was one of those things. Oh, also, one of my one of the shows at the radio station 
was getting interviewed by NBC 10 News, which I thought was pretty cool as well. You know, I might, I, you know, I'm about to start just inviting people on my show from now on, you know. Whenever I meet somebody, hey, you you do anything interesting? Yeah, what do you do? All right, cool. You're going to come on my show. Awesome. But yeah, that was my week of vacation. Pretty much nothing crazy happened. Just, you know, doing some dumb shit. I was getting into a fight with somebody. You know, I should just make a whole podcast called Lift Stories. You know, I could do that too. Oh man, I will say this though, I am. I hope it doesn't get any colder than it already is. I mean, it's going to be nice today, but still, it's one of those like things where you have to, where you have to basically just deal with it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I really don't. I really, really don't. Ew. You know, some of the things I see on Facebook, it's it's crazy. Oh, I got to talk about one thing, too. So, this story has been floating around the Pennsylvania area for a while in Delaware County area. And there are these fires. So, I want to back up all the way to what I, to what I saw and what I read. So, last summer, if you guys don't remember, if you're from the Delaware County area, a little girl got shot and killed by policemen um, because they were pursuing a car chase. I think they killed, I think they accidentally hit her or whatever, but they killed a little girl and, you know... The fire, there were these firemen that were having a Zoom meeting in Briarcliff. And I guess they were being recorded, but they were making fun of the little girl that died and saying racial slurs. And the firehouse got taken down. The firehouse actually got suspended. And now it's closed down for good because of the idiot firemen that were saying racial slurs and comparing the little girl who died, you know, comparing her name to orange and grape soda, which is completely ignorant and disrespectful. Like you shouldn't make fun of anybody who died. It's just crazy. And the, I know the one guy that works at, or that used to work. He was a volunteer there. And personally, I think he's a, he's a moron for doing that. He's a moron for saying what he said. And I think he should be held accountable for it. I really do. You know, I'm not saying throw him in jail, but, you know, I'm glad that the firehouse is shut down. I really am. And it's just the fact, like, you know, I I belong to one of the pages of the group, and he keeps going on and on about, oh, well, you know, the firehouse didn't get shut down because this, that, and third. Dude, you know what you did. You fucked up and made a mistake. You said something that was really ignorant and racist. Why are you keep why do you keep going about why do you keep going on about it? Oh, the firehouse was so good to people. The firehouse was this, the firehouse was that. But but no, shut up. You don't you don't have a right to speak. Like, what if your mom died 
and I started making fun of your mom? Or what if your dad died and I started making fun of your dad? Like, come on. You don't make fun of a little girl or a little boy for that, but you don't make fun of a kid by saying, by comparing your name. It doesn't matter what they said. You shouldn't make fun of any little kid that just got killed. And it literally happened right after they got killed too. I think it was like a week or two. I don't know the whole facts, but I do know that he did say something that was fucked up. And, you know, to be honest, we live in a world where you can't say things. You, you sh There's things you can and can't say. And that was something that he shouldn't have said because other, uh, because shit could have gotten bad. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad he got fired. Really am. Glad. I mean, I'm not glad the firehouse is shut down, but... You know, I'm glad that he got let go. I'm really honest. I am. So, it is what it is. I just don't get it. I really don't. I really, really don't. But... It is what it is. I just... I just got a little upset about that. You know? I really, really... I'm just really not happy about the shit that went down. To be honest. So. It is what it is. Um... Let's see. Oh... Who saw the pregnant man emoji uh, through text message? So, all my friends who on Facebook are like, men cannot get pregnant, and I have to be have to be like real. Like, it is pretty funny. Like, so we were talk. They were talking about it on the radio, on Jim and Sam, and they were saying, "Oh, the man's not pregnant. He just has a beer gut, or he's just really fat." And I'm just kind of thinking, yeah, that's probably right. I never heard of a pregnant man. Actually, no, that's a lie. I did hear of a pregnant man. And I thought men could get pregnant when I was a kid. I didn't understand the whole transgender, gender neutral thing when I was a kid because it wasn't really around back in 2000 and 2010. That was like the first time we heard about it. But I remember I was like seven or eight and there was this pregnant man on the news. And I was like, so mom, how does the baby come out of the man? Does he come out of the guy's pee hole or does he come out of his ass? Like, how does it? She's like, oh, that's when a, a, a woman turns into a man. I'm like, is that a thing? And she's like, yeah, you didn't know that? I'm like, no, I was a, I didn't understand. But yeah, they have a pregnant man emoji, which I thought is pretty funny. Pretty hilarious. Pregnant man, that's pitiful. <laughs> what? Let's see what other emojis they have nowadays. Let's see. I want to look at emojis real quick. Okay. So the emojis I have. I have all the smiley faces, you know, the stars, the cold face, um, the throw up face, the money face, the skull, the hands. Um... Had the people. Let's see. Okay, so we have gay marriages with kids. We have single parents. Um, which that's fine, you know. 
Yeah, these emojis are so ridiculous. Like, some of them are just out of the ordinary. So we have two guys and with a girl, a single mom, a single dad, a single dad with two kids. I'm surprised they don't have, like, triplets. Like, a single parent with, like, three kids or, like, six kids or something, you know, because that is a thing. So they should post that. I'm surprised they got rid of the ginger. Remember the ginger emojis? I don't have that on mine. I'm pissed. I want that back. I do. I want that back. So we're going to get that back. Oh, man. So what else do we got to talk about today before we go on a little, little break? Actually, we're probably going to end the show because there's not much to talk about. Um... Yeah, what what do we want to talk about today? I want, do I really want to talk about the Johnny Depp thing? I don't know if I do. <clears throat> it's Earth Day. What's Earth Day? Earth Day! National Beagle Day. Johnny Depp thing. Um, <sighs> tired. Long days and long nights of drinking. Don't drink. Um. Yeah, no, I think that could be really it. Yeah, not really much to talk about today. It's my vacation. But, yeah. I guess the important thing is mass mandate is gone in Philly. Uh, don't piss off an old guy because he will come up and kill you. Let's see. Maybe we could play the rest of this. I don't know. We'll see. All right, yeah, now we're going to be done. We're done for today. So um, hope everyone enjoyed that interview. Hope everyone enjoyed, you know, hearing Lisa Wilcox and her new show, which will be coming out in May. And, oh... By the way, we have another interview this week and a performance as well. So stay tuned because this this Wednesday we are going to have on my show. I gotta find her name if I gotta ever find it. Madeline Rosen. She's gonna be playing the piano and talking about her music and whatnot. So that's gonna be on Tuesday. So hopefully, hopefully everyone enjoys that. All right, so I'm done. I love you all to death. I'll see you guys in a couple days for that other interview. And yeah. All right, everybody. Love you. Bye.
Also, this podcast is sponsored by FNXFit.com. This website has protein shakes, powders, testosterone boosters, gummies, shirts, pretty much anything all about being healthy. Also, by the way, guys, you guys will get 10% off any order that you purchase with my discount code TJGleesack25. That's right, 10% off. And trust me, like 10% off will really help you guys out in the long run. Also, guys, if you don't like any of our products, well, we'll give you a refund with all your money back. So don't worry about that. You know, your money will be back. We'll get back to you once you meet your purchase. So go to fnxfit.com. That is fnxfit.com. It will direct you to this, you know, awesome looking page. It's really just about staying healthy. And I know a lot of people want to stay healthy, especially during this time with the whole coronavirus out. So go to fnxfit.com, use my discount code TJGleesack25, and you'll get 10% off of any order. And if you guys want to get refunded, well, you'll get your money back. So uh, that's it. So let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? Do you guys like white teeth? Do you guys want to look good for the prom? Do you guys want to show those white pearls when you guys go out? and not have to wear a mask after you get your vaccine, well, go to brightensmile.com and use my discount code TJGleason657725. You get 25% off of any purchase you guys buy. That's brightensmile.com with my discount code TJGleason. That's T-J-G-L-E-A-S-O-N-657725 at brightensmile.com. Thanks.